Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a new era for the 49ers. Oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo. With a roster full of talent. Debo Samuel with the catch. The pass is going to be picked off by Bosa. Nick Bosa. And it's almost time for kickoff. With Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. And by Harris Ranch Beef. Legendary beef, legendary quality. And good morning to everybody. Larry Kruger and Lo Neal getting you ready for 49er football on 95.7 The Game. The kickoff show in effect. It is week five in the NFL, and the 49ers are in Charlotte today, taking on the Carolina Panthers, trying to continue that momentum that they gained last week on Monday Night Football. Short week on the road, traveling from west to east. Doesn't look like it sets up well for the 49ers, but we got two hours to break it all down. And of course, you can you can catch us on 95.7 The Game right now as you are. You can also stream uh, the show on Twitch or YouTube, and you can give us a call or send us a text at 888-957-9570. Hello, good to see you, man. It's always good to see you, my man. You're looking oh, nice and pretty. We got There we go. Okay, we got to turn your. We got to turn. There you go. Give me some power. There Give me some you power. go, Larry. It's always good to see you, brother. You know, you're looking pretty as usual, all shaved up, all looking clean. <laughs> you're looking great, brother. But I'm excited. Excited about the Niners on the you know little road trip to Carolina. We're gonna see if they can keep little. 22 under, under, under wraps because we know that guy gets going. He can be pretty, pretty explosive, too. Well, I've been doing 49er pregame for years, and I just I was thinking about driving in. I think you might be the best player that I've ever done these shows with. Now, I did one years ago with Bubba Paris. I Bubba. I love Bubba. Bubba. Bubba made some Pro Bowls, I think, yeah. and one or two. Yeah, absolutely. Did it with the great Merton Hanks. Merck's rubber neck, man. Chicken neck. I love Merck's, man. Merck, Merck, you know, hey, who was the was murdery better corner slash safety than Lonia was a fullback? I'll probably lean with you, Lo. 16-year vet, all pro, pro bowler. Uh, you've seen it all in this league. And uh, and it's always great to to chop it up with you. Why don't we before we get into Niners Panthers and yeah. what lies ahead? Because we got a couple hours to do sure, that. Sure, John sure. Dickinson, the great JD, is going to check in in about an hour, uh, and we'll get his thoughts on the matchup. But let's look back at last last week because it was twenty four nine. Niners got the win. Um, I was a little surprised by the spread last week. You know, the 49ers did not look good against Denver, and then here came the world champion Rams. But, man, Sean, uh, Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. Yeah. Um, and the Niners <laughs> beat the Rams. You know, there's very few constants in this world, especially in today's NFL world, a world that, by the way, we just saw the New York Giants yeah. upset the, uh, Green Bay. the Green Bay Packers right. in, in London this morning, bright and early if you got up at 6.30 for that. But Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. McVay's got a Super Bowl ring, but Shanahan is now 7-1 against McVay since 2019. 
What do you make of that? Shoot, I think styles make fights. I think a lot of things have to do with just the stylistic type of football these two teams play. The Niners are a physical team, going to punch you in the mouth and going to get after you. That's just who they are. You look at the Rams offensively wise, they're a team that not going to line up and say, let's play smash mouth football. They're going to get you with throwing the ball. You got a guy with the big arm in Stafford. You've seen what the guy did in Detroit for those many years. But you think about what they have. They don't have Odell. Beckham. They don't have that receiver. Now you got Cooper Cup, but who's your actually your game changer on that offense? Coop is one of the better receivers in the league. We get that. But what who they have as a big time player that's just going to blow the game up? You don't have a great tight end. Don't have other great re- receivers. You don't have a great running game. I think the Rams are in trouble this year, bro. When you look at the Rams and you think about when even week one played against the Bills. That was a motorboat. They got motorboating. You know that, bro. They got taken out to the wood, the woodshed and got absolutely slapped around the field. The Bills pretty much had their way with them. And then you watch week two when they play against the Atlanta. And that game turned into a fight, a dog fight. When you look at the Rams, the Rams aren't a physical team. They're a finesse team. Defensively, they're a type of team. If you, last year, even when they're Super Bowl, when you score a lot of points, they'll get in a shootout with you. Defensively, then they can pin their ears back, and that's when that defense is great. That defense is one of the greater pass rush defenses because you got it's a finesse team, and when they're when you make a team one-dimensional, got a pass, Aaron Donald, he's going to let me tell you, you better bring your lunch pail because he's going to eat you up, and that's where the Rams play great. So I think the stylistic type of football these two teams play is too different, and that's why I think the Niners have their hand. Well, it's, it, it was an interesting game to watch for sure. 49er D-line dominated the Rams O-line, and then the Rams lost Camp Shelton, I believe, to an injury somewhere in there. And then all of a sudden, it was like, it was unbelievable, the domination up front. 49ers recorded 36 total pressures against right. the Rams. Ten different Niner defenders had at least one pressure. Bosa by himself low. Yeah. 14 pressures <laughs> against the Rams. He, he was five amazing. hits on the quarterback. Give me your takeaway from the win, because I think there were a lot of people that were expecting to see the 49ers come out and do what they did um, you know, in week 10, the year prior, where they just ran it down the Rams' throat, but they didn't. They, they came out throwing it. And and that's no, that's the difference that I didn't that I didn't see the Niners having an offensive line that's been going through some different turmoils and losing guys, losing Trent, the All-Pro, and now you have to do it by committee. And I thought people don't talk about okay, the Niners was a big win, but people don't talk about the brilliance of Cal Shanahan. It's just like everyone wants to kill Cal Shanahan and say, oh, he did this and he doesn't know what he's doing. And how many times you hear that about Cal Shanahan? And oh, and every time you see well, uh, all these coaches, you look at Miami coach. That was his coaching tree. You look at the, the Jets, his coaching tree. So when you look at how many teams are pulling guys from the Niners and they still staying consistent, it's pretty good. But I want to talk about what he did offensively as an offensive coordinator, offensive kind of guru. I mean, Cal Shannon coached a magnificent game because you talked about the Niners are a team that's going to line up. They're going to be physical. They're going to get after you. They're going to beat you up. They did that on defense, but offensively, the scheme was great. It was quick passes, just like a run. You look at Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. They The ball was thrown or targeted at those guys, and they said, let's just get the ball in the hand. Let's have Jimmy just pick up the ball. Let's put some blockers in front, pick it up, and just throw it. Cal Shanahan did a great job. And then the deceptive in the game and run game, the deceptive run game, the little toss read, the little toss, toss the ball and let the running back read it back. And it was just great. They got the defense flowing and they beat them by scheme and technique. So, yeah, it was very, very interesting to watch Shanahan, the kind of game that he put together and the kind of scheme that he put together. It wasn't the typical San Francisco 49ers where it's just pound you, but it wasn't the 49ers that Jimmy got to throw the ball 50 times down the feel. It was short. It was intermediate. It was things that he's comfortable doing. Shanahan did a great job. Yeah. I mean, coming out of that Denver game, I think we all you know, commented that the Niners looked out of rhythm offensively. Yes. And yes. they needed to get back in rhythm. It wasn't just about do this or do right. that, run the ball, throw the ball. It's about let's establish, let's see the 49ers establish some kind of rhythm. And I thought in this last game he really got Jimmy going with the short passing game. I thought Jimmy was much sharper. Yeah. And now the numbers are this. 32 and 15 with Jimmy, 9 and 29 without Jimmy. 
But man, I mean, Jimmy was sharper. Uh, you mentioned the little toss play to to Jeff Wilson, where Burford caved in the right side. McGlinchey had a nice block. Warner came across the forma- uh, formation, and they busted Cleaned it out. Yeah, Wilson for an early one. But I'll, I'll tell you the other thing that my takeaway was just the, this 49er defense. <laughs> it's not good. It's not pretty good. It's not even very good. It might be historically good. I mean, that's how, I mean, low, the yeah. defense is elite. Now, if you can't, you know, if you're shutting down, um, you know, it's like I watched Denver against the Colts, and I'm thinking, well, was the Niner defense that strong against Denver? Is Denver's offense just a mess? But then the way they shut down Stafford, who plays so on time and, and is in such lockstep with Cooper Cup, this Niner defense is fantastic. It's a lead on all three levels. Well, if you think about that, to, to further your point, this game team, NFL, you score 21 points or more, you should win ball games. This team should be undefeated. They should be. Let's just be real. Like you said, this defense is elite. This is a Super Bowl caliber defense and just don't have the Super Bowl caliber offense. Caliber offense. Right now, this is a, you can pick this defense and put it in Buffalo. Buffalo's already got a pretty good defense. I'll take this team. You could take this. De- uh, you could take this defense and put it in Baltimore. Baltimore's winning the Super Bowl. There's a lot of teams that you can take this defense because the way the defense is playing and put it with. I can name you ten teams, but that's defense with the Chargers. <laughs> you, you, you you see the way that this defense, like you just alluded to, it's not good. This is a great defense, and they can get after you. If this team scored 21 points or more. Look at this team is undefeated in spite of, you know, some weaknesses we've seen from the offense. And it's great that they're starting to play a little bit better football. And like you alluded to earlier, was seeing some type of rhythm. Because this Niner defense been, offense has been predicated on what's the identity? Physical, run the ball, beat you up. That's the offense. Play action. That's, the, that's what the team's identity but it was. But now we knew that this team's identity has been shaken because you don't have the offensive line. You don't have the running backs that you had because of injury and because certain guys left free agency and guys got injured. So this defense, this offense is no longer that beat you up, run the ball 40, 50 times a game. So like you alluded to, consistency. Let me see some type of consistency or some type of rhythm. See, a rhythm could be run. A rhythm could be pass. A rhythm could be just a good rhythm where you see a team in a rhythm. And that's what we've been missing. And that's what, like you alluded to, we got to see against the Rams. An offense that was in rhythm. Dre Greenlaw. Let's talk about Greenlaw for a second. 14 tackles, 11 solo, had a tackle for a loss. I mean, when you talk Niners defense, you talk Bosa. If you're not talking Bosa, you're probably talking Jimmy Ward. If you're not talking Jimmy Ward, you're talking Fred Warner. If you're not talking him, you're talking Troy Palomala. Yeah, Hafonga <laughs> right Hifonga. now. I mean, I mean they're, they're stacked on all three levels. They are. But Dre Greenlaw wow. Wow. is playing incredible. He's around the ball. Incredible football. This guy, you know, they say he ran in the four sevens for the stopwatch. The Niners felt like in the draft they had their scout had him at a at a four five. He plays four five. My God. He's Whoa, he player. was everywhere off as far as coverage against the run, uh tackles in the backfield. They had a live mic deal and they had Debo on the exercise bike on the sidelines, pedaling away, keeping his legs warm, watching the defense play, and he's like, Man, Dre Greenlaw's balling. He's balling. And there's no doubt Greenlaw is playing at a crazy level. Is this contract year? He just signed an extension. He they gave he it just to, gave they, him an extension. They just gave him a little extra bucks a couple yeah. of days ago. In fact, he was he was probably the guy who cost them the most in that week one loss with those late hits in Chicago. Yeah. Just playing over aggressive. They gave him the contract extension coming out of that. He has been a house on fire right now. He's he's playing incredible football. He might be the best defensive player they have, and they got some good ones. Yeah, he, he is playing. He's, he's He's got a knack for the ball. He's around the ball. He understands the concept of what they're doing. He can run free. The guy is just a hitting machine, and he's a ball player. 
You know, he's got football speed. So I, I'm telling you, it's great that the guy got kudos. He's got that contract extension. So, no, he's just playing with that chip on his shoulder. But Bravado, they got to, this is a good defense. Not good, but a great defense. I just want this team to stay healthy, especially the defense, because they're special to watch, man. Larry, they, they get after people. They make it rough on guys. You watch Bosa just bull rushing guys the other day. Even when they're on him, he's taking them for a ride right in the quarterback's lap. So, Excited about just watching this defense, this team play. Yeah, Diamador Lenore is another kid. I love saying that name, Diamador Lenore. <laughs> it's a great name. Uh, kids from L.A. went to Oregon, talked to him on draft day, talked to him a couple weeks ago down in the Niner locker room. This guy is coming on. Womack started the year as the nickel corner, but now Lenore has replaced him. And if you look at the game last week, you see Cooper Cup, 14 catches for 122 yards. You're saying Cooper Cup dominated. But Lenore was with him all day. And right now, I think if there's one outside of Hafanga who's just crazy, how crazy how good he's been. If you say, what's the difference between Niners this year and last year? The, different, the the addition of Mooney Ward at one corner spot, the health now of Emmanuel Mosley, and the improvement of Diamador Lenore. They're three corners, the two outside guys in the nickel corner and the slot Seven. corner. They're really, really good. And that, to me, has been the, the difference in this team from yeah. last year to this year. I mean, the, you know, you got Lenore coming on as a slot corner playing incredible. Mooney Ward, Mosley, and Lenore, that trio is playing at an exceptionally high level right now. They really are. And you watch him, even on Cooper Cup, you saw him put his hands on him, and the quarterback would have to take his off. If you look at that last drive, 70, 70 yards came off that last drive pretty much. For You look at Cooper Cup and look at his yardage. A lot of it came in, in that garbage time when the game was already out of hand. They're still giving the ball to, to Cup. But when you watch the corners, like you alluded to, they're really handsy. They're getting your face. They're really locking guys down. They're undercut at the right time, got taking taking away the read. Quarterbacks looking; these guys are underneath. They take risk, man. I'm watching these corners; they're in your face. They're aggressive, and they understand. They're like, "Look, we're just one, two, three. The ground belongs to me." They understand that if they can hold their ground for three, four seconds, they know the help is on its way because that that gaunted pass rush that the Niner has. So the corners are playing aggressive. They're in front of the balls. They're that last week you saw almost interception in the end zone. Ball hit the guy. Guys in his shoulder, right in the right into the hands, could have picked it off, and could have the Rams would have wouldn't have end up getting that field goal or that touchdown. They end up getting because that's the kind of defense this is. So yeah, man, these secondary they're playing a lot aggressive, and God Ward's not even back yet. We got well, you got your safety ain't even back yet. So just think when these guys really get humming. Yeah, Jimmy Ward Jimmy. Is, is coming back today. Yeah, uh, Jason Verrett they say could come back today as well. Uh, they're expecting Jimmy Ward to not play a full complement right. of snaps. We've got to get Tayshon Gibson playing Absolutely. playing at a real high level. Yeah. The thing that amazed me in this last game against the Rams, okay, yeah, the Niners have incredible talent on all three levels. Greenlaw's balling, Bosa's balling, Mooney Ward is playing at a high level, Hafanga is playing like a pro bowler. So you have impact guys on all three levels. Then you have the deep, one of the deepest D-lines in oh. pro football. Then you have the 49ers, and you watch this game closely. They are playing some incredibly well-coordinated games up front. They're stunting and they're mixing it up. And then in this last game, if you looked at the first three games, D'Amico's saying, hey, front four, you go eat. We're going to drop seven and, and we're going to get it done with our front four. In this game against Stafford and the Rams, low, when they got to key third downs, they sent Demo off the slot. They're they're sending extra blitzers. Uh, they're 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 going five and six man rushes, and then they've got coordinated games up front with D linemen all playing at a real high level. Drake Jackson, Charles right. Menehue, Samson Embukam is playing at a crazy high level. Uh, obviously, Bosa, Ridgeway, Armstead. I mean, they got they got guys up front. I know. But to me, I wanted to ask you as a fullback, a guy who. You know, got paid a lot of money in this league to block. When you have a loaded defense on all three levels that's playing together, playing fast, playing physical, uh, deep as hell, and then they've got they've got coordinated games up front. So you got guys stunting the left twist and right, and twist the tees and, yeah, and the ETs. The, exactly. Like, yeah. And then you're mixing in blitzes off the slot, timed, well timed blitzes by D'Amico. And to me, it just seems like. 
Like, give me an example. The Rams have, or the uh, Panthers have a star left tackle, uh, Uwan, uh, Ekwanu today, right, plus right, left right. tackle, and he's going to get both so much of the day. When you have uh, a line that has any weaknesses or any young players, and you can throw that kind of pressure where you got Bosa and Ebukam and games and blitzes and uh, all three levels of dominant defense and coverage sacks, I mean, it's a nightmare for offenses, and it's probably a nightmare for fullbacks. Oh, no question. Ebukam, he wasn't with the Rams. Think about yeah, how he, was. he played. The guy never played football. He's a, he's a great story. And to watch that guy play is unbelievable. Had a couple sacks the other night. And just to, like you alluded to, the stunts, the twists, the TE, you see, when you're when you're, when you're a Bolsa and you're playing tackle, you already go into the game and say, God, I got to lock this guy down. I got Bolsa today. So your, your whole mindset, because you're playing against the best, you're like, okay, I know who I'm playing today. I got to take care of this guy. I don't want him having a sack on me. I don't want to be on Sports Center. So you understand that's what your mindset is. And so now you line up and he comes at you a couple times. You man, you guys are going at it. He gets you. You're trying to hold him. We'll do whatever you can do. So you're focused on him. Now you get in the second quarter and all of a sudden he speed rushes up and he just bumps you. And all of a sudden he, he like, where is he going? And all of a sudden the the, the, the guy is playing over the end of the, the, the tackle. He hits the, 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 the big tackle shoulder and now you're lost and it's a stunt and, and it starts to kill offensive linemen because of the fact like you alluded to when they're playing on each level with the same type of speed and a coordinated defensive effort now these offense the twist and the TEs and, and the ETs it messes up the timing of the offensive line because they're so in, they're so engaged with their guy that they're not playing loose and saying, okay, we got to switch that pass, switch, switch it off. They can't because they know if they take one second, they're gone. So you do confuse, and then you bring that corner blitz or slot blitz off the slot, and you're like, what the hell just happened? The quarterback's trying to read his hot, and because the pressure's there, he's trying to come off a guy, and you have no idea. And yes, for a fullback, you're trying to sift your way through, and you got a T and you're like, who's got that guy? You end up have to because put no the emphasis on communication. Yes. You better have your you, you communication down. And then you end up have to block, take their guy, end up taking a DN or a tackle, and now they have to go up to your linebacker and it just blows the play up. So I, the Niners, what they've been doing is very, very disruptive. Yeah, it's incredible. And if there was one surprise in this game, we kind of already mentioned it, it was the fact that the Niners didn't come out running. They came out with a short passing game and it worked wonders against the Rams' defensive front. A right. front that dominated, let's be honest, they dominated at the end of the NFC Championship game. The Rams' defensive line dominated the Niners' offensive line. In this last game, the Rams' defense was held to zero sacks. They only got one hit on Jimmy G the entire day. I wanted to ask you this, and I've been thinking about asking you this all week. When you see a team that's predicated defensively on rushing the quarterback like the Rams, they got Leonard Floyd and Donald and Ashawn Robinson. Right, right. And they're, they're hunting quarterbacks. And you're getting the ball out quick. And, I mean, Jimmy, I think it was like two and a half seconds. Boom. All, all, all after all evening on last Monday night, he's getting the ball out. Totally neutralized their rush. What does that do to a pass-rushing D-line? <laughs> Makes because, them miserable. <laughs> yeah, because it's like they, it's almost, I almost get the feeling that they almost kind of mush rush at that point where it's like, oh, they they're do. coming up out of their stance and they're they're thinking about rushing the quarterback, but they know the ball's coming out. So they're kind of quitting on it before they're even getting into it. I don't even know if I'd go that far and say that they're quitting, Larry. I think you made a very valid point. They do. They come up and it looks like a mush rush or whatever because they know now they have to sprint. Because when you're playing against the Niners, when that quick slant pass is thrown, that quick bubble screen, whatever, and if you're running up the field because the ball's out of his hand and it's Debo or Ayuk, that's trouble because now you already got lead blocks out there. They just got to make one guy miss, a la last week. So when you're playing against the Niners, and if your guys are trying, if you don't get the sack or tip the ball, and if you're not trying to say hit and then get over there to that ball, if he cuts back and make one guy miss, it's off to the races. So, you know, the defensive line, like you just alluded to, they can't afford at times to just get up the field. You got to be able to hit, read, and get over there to stop the cutback. Well, it, it, it worked. Right. It, it worked. worked. Yes. It absolutely worked. And Kyle Shanahan made a point in the postgame. He said, guys, um, it was a great win. 
and we got this thing back on track. But if we don't follow it up this week or next week, and when he was talking on Monday night against Carolina, it's all for naught. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about Carolina's offense, and, and we'll get into uh, into the matchup coming up next. But I want to get your thoughts on, you know, the greatest defenses you've ever seen in the NFL. Um, you know, is it premature? See, like, there's two things going on right now. The 49ers are playing incredible defense, and they're talented on all three sure, levels. Sure. But then if you look across the league, you heard Tom Brady this week. Offensive football is bad right now. How much of the struggles that we're kind of collectively seeing offensively around the league have to do with the way teams approach preseason, the way teams approach uh, playing their 1, guys in the preseason. 1,000%, brother. You think, you think so? Because, I mean, here we are. It's now October, and September offensive football was was pretty ugly around the league. Well, usually you play four preseason football games. Right. This year, three. You played three. Usually, think about regular when it, I know when I played and just look up to a couple years ago, it was like, okay, starters are going to play the first game the first half. The second one, they're going to play into the third quarter. Third one, they play maybe during the whole half, almost the whole game, and the fourth one, they don't play. Now, this preseason, starters didn't play a quarter, maybe a quarter, never played really into the third. So now, you're talking about you only had three games. So you look at the teams now, and you're like, okay, so they should have struggled the first two or three weeks. I think you'll see this week, if you compare last week, and I guarantee this week, you know, football just started today, guarantee the scores are going to be higher today, and you're going to start seeing scores start to increase and go up because your timing's off. Guys haven't been haven't hitting, so they haven't been live, hasn't had to run through it. Quarterback's saying he's looking off. He's not able to stay, be patient, to stay with his receiver. There's so much things, especially with offense, if you're not going full speed and you're not going game speed it timing is everything we got a lot to get to coming up next we're going to talk about how good is this 49er defense and the matchup today can they stop baker mayfield can they bat passes back in his in his lap can they stop christian mccaffrey uh can they prevent dj moore from getting his season rolling we'll talk a little bit about the 49ers on the defensive side going up against this panthers offense jd joins us bottom of the or uh, top of the hour and we'll get his thoughts from charlotte as the 49ers trying to make it two in a row with a win today they go over 500 they're two and two carolina's one and three if you want to chime in please do 888-957-9570 it's the kickoff show o'neill and myself larry krueger on 95.7 the game call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. And by Harris Ranch Beef. Legendary beef, legendary quality. 
And thanks to Jim Beam and uh, and Harris Ranch Beef, the kickoff show. It's week five in the NFL. Good morning to everybody. Good late morning, we should say. It's almost uh, almost noon. The almost. morning game's going on. Uh, Lo and I watching here. Nine ten a.m. games. The thing got going this morning with the Giants beating the Packers 27-22 in London. It was the first matchup of winning teams over there, Low. So uh, the Londoners get a chance to see two yeah. decent football games, and they got to see an upset. G-Man, how about that? Taking down Aaron Rodgers in the pack. Yeah, look at watching Aaron Rodgers in the pack. Aaron has to do too much. I watched them last week when they played against, you know, even though they end up beating uh, Pars- I mean, New England. Bill, New England, Bill Belichick's team. When you think about the game itself, New England was able to run the ball down their throat. I yeah. mean, New England pretty much pushed them around the field. Aaron Rodgers had to come back to get that win, but... They don't. They're not stout against the run. Uh, Green Bay really doesn't look that good defensively like they used to look. Well, it's funny too because people talked so endlessly early on in the year about, oh my God, Green Bay's defense. Green Bay's defense. I agree. Green Bay's right. defense didn't look like anything. No, the, the third string quarterback for the rookie Zappy right. Right. looks per- relatively comfortable. Um, and I, I, you makes you wonder. It makes you wonder about. Who really are the primo contenders in the NFC, and are the Packers, who are now three and two, one of them? Right. How, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm just gonna ask you when you look at like Seattle and you think about Geno. What, what do you seriously when you watch the way he's playing? What, what do you think? And then you think about what the Niners did. Well, how do you how do you look at how do you look at his performance or as as a ball player? You know, in the league here. Well, I think Geno's playing better ball. First of all, he's playing the best ball of his career. And and he's he's in rhythm, and now he's seen it all, right? He's not like a, a, he's seen all the blitz packages. You can't surprise him. He's had he's t- taken a lot of the mental reps, all the physical reps this summer, and he's playing the best ball of his career. Um, and that's another one. It's like how good is this Niner defense? You looked at the way they held uh, Seattle yeah, down, yes. and then you looked at Seattle's offense the next week. They put up 50 or right. whatever it was. So, right. Um, and they're playing the Saints, beating the Saints right now. You think about what they're able to do and what they've been able to do as far as just some consistency. They've been pretty a decent team. No question. No question. Um, with the 49ers, the big question now coming into week five is, you know, they. I kind of feel like last week they found their recipe for success. Jimmy doesn't turn it over, and they lean on their historically great defense. Just put this thing in perspective on the Niner D. 49er defense has allowed 3.8 yards per play. That's number one in the NFL. Wow. But for perspective on that, the 85 Bears, who I think the the best defense ever, um, allowed 4.4 yards per play. So 4.4 from the 85 Bears. Now, granted, that was over the full year. The Niner defense through the first month, 3.8 yards per play. The 2,000 Ravens allowed 4.3 yards per That's play. That's good defense. So the Niner defense has been totally dominant. They've given up 46 total points in four games. They're number one in the NFL in points allowed per drive. Uh, over the Bengals, Eagles, Bron- uh, Cowboys, and Broncos. Niners 0.88 points allowed per drive. They're second in the NFL in sacks with 15. They've given up only 37 points to opposing offenses. That's the second fewest through four games since 2010. They've allowed 3.81 yards per play. That's the lowest mark since 2008. It's amazing. They just held Stafford low to a 71 quarterback rating, sacked him seven times, and hit him a dozen times. <laughs> this week, it's the number one ranked defense in the league in the Niners against the Panthers' last ranked offense. The Niners' defense is yet to even allow a first-half touchdown. They're giving up 2.9 yards per carry, 15 total sacks, 91 total pressures. So... I know it's early, <laughs> and I know, and I don't want to disrespect the '85 yeah. Bears, yeah. because the '85 Bears offenses literally went backwards yeah. against the '85 Bears. But you've seen it; I've seen it. If you say to me the greatest defenses of all time, I'll probably say '85 Bears, '75 Steelers, '02 Bucks, '2000 Ravens, '86 Giants. Maybe yeah. 84 Niners. There's some damn good defenses in there. And then, of course, Seattle recently had a great D. Right, Denver right, had a real right. great D recently when they went to the bowl. What do you think? Are we not just looking at a great Niner defense and one of the greatest in the league, if not the greatest right now? Are we looking at an all-timer? Is this an all-time defense or is it a hot start? I think it's hopefully it's an all-timer. So all we can do is say what thus far what have we seen 
it's one of the better defenses of all time right now. Right now, through a month. Through a month, you got to say that. But you got to look at the whole body of work. Just like the 85 Bears, you look at the Ravens, you got to realize it, it's it's different. And it's different now. You think about the Ravens, what they had, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. I mean, Bart, you know, Bart Scott. They had some players. I mean, I went against those guys and those men. Saragusa, the late Saragusa. Big Saragusa in the middle. I mean, he was a run stopper. Chris McAllister on the corner. Remember McAllister? Come on. Played against these guys. They had some absolute, some great players. So I think the Niners... When you can mention Peter that Bullwear. defense, you're, you're, remember Peter, the outside backer put, put good pass. They, they, they had some guys. Dwayne Stark. I mean, they had all kinds of guys. Suggs, T. Sizzle. I mean, they had some. They had some weapons. I just look at this Niner defense, and if they played this way though the rest of the year, and they have these type of numbers. You just got to say they're the, one of the greatest, or if not the best, defense of all time because the way that they're playing. And, and yes, you had the difference. Ravens had a ball. Ed Reed was a difference maker. Like he's going to pick the ball and, and, and he could do things that I don't think the Niners have a guy in that back end that can take it the house, pump returner, and that this how what he could do. But far as just front four and linebackers, you know, Ray's an all-timer, Hall of Famer. But if you look at what the linebackers that the Niners have, the guys up front, it... it and the numbers they're putting up, if they can do that with consistency, you can say this is one of the better defenses of all time, bro, because you can't grab receivers anymore. You got after five yards, you can't touch them. There's a lot more lenient for the offense. But then you got also the balance the first four weeks. So let's see what happens the next four because Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady, he even talked about offenses are playing crappy. They're so much further behind the defense now. So I want to see the whole body of work. But right now, what we're seeing, legendary. Yeah. I mean, Bosa, difference maker. Greenlaw, difference maker. Mooney Ward, difference maker. Hafanga's playing like a difference maker. All right, let's 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 flip it flip it over and talk a little bit about Carolina offensively. Baker Mayfield, things have not gone well for Baker. Uh, he's not having a good first year in Carolina. No. He's had eleven passes batted down at the line of scrimmage, six more than any other quarterback in the NFL. He's also been sacked eleven times. That's eighth most in the league. He's six one. He's he's he really struggles uh, at the line of scrimmage with batted balls. Um, five last Arizona batted down five last week uh, against Mayfield. He's last in the NFL in total quarterback rating. He leads the league's, you know, worst offense. The Panthers, you know, he's completing 54% of his passes. Completing, uh, he's being limited to about 186 yards passing per game. Four touchdowns, three picks. Um, what do you think? I mean, when you look at Baker, where, where, did you like Baker coming into the league? Did no. you like him in Cleveland? What do you make of, of uh, you know, his career to date? I think Baker was no different than Johnny Menzel, just a better guy. Like you know, didn't deal with didn't deal with demons because I'm not gonna say guy, meaning that you know just wasn't dealing with drugs and those type of. But as far as athletic ability and guys can scramble and do certain things, kind of remind me of Johnny in that way. But just as far as a player, I didn't necessarily wasn't necessarily high on Baker Mayfield. This guy's not a great quarterback. He's you know he's a he's a quarterback. I, I take I believe it or not, I would take Jimmy over him, even though he's mobile and he can do some things. This is his football IQ of getting rid of the ball at the right time. He's a, he sometimes he trusts his talent and ability too much, and he makes a bad play worse. So that's what's wrong with Baker. Baker needs to be in a place where someone's going to be like, no, you don't got to do that, and he's got to change the way that he thinks. Because I'm telling you, you playing against this Niner defense today, and if you play footsie footy and, and, and just letting it go and, and taking those chances, you're going to throw two interceptions today. So I just think that this Niner defense is going to be, this is going to be a good test for them to see how consistent they can be because this Carolina team is going to be desperate. This Carolina team is going to come out fighting. They, you know, they have some pride. Those guys give them credit. You know, no that no they, get, they get paid too. So when they're playing at home, it's like, hey, look, guys, if we're going to salvage our season, they're going to come out and play. So it's going to be interesting just to see how Baker handles this crowd. It's going to be interesting how Baker handles this front four. How Baker's going to handle the defense. It's just what is going to be the game plan? What is what is Carolina doing as a team to say how are we going to attack this San Francisco 49ers defense? When a guy's got passes batted down left and right to the level that he is, is it height? Is it his eyes? 
What are what are defenders typically reading with Baker? And is it one of those self-fulfilling prophecies, Lo, where, hey, you know what? Teams roll in. They see that a bunch of teams have a bunch of batted down passes, and suddenly that becomes a point of emphasis for Chris Kocherik. Hey, guys, either get there or get your hands up and throw one back in this guy's face because – uh, he's trying to throw through and not around. Right. Well, there's a lot of quarterbacks that understand the importance when you're in the pocket presence. What are you doing? Baker's sometimes one of those guys that drifts up. So he's thinking about running, drift up, and he tries to throw the ball, and now he's too close to the line, and the guys are going to bat it down. See, quarterbacks, You even when you look at guys in Arizona, shorter guy in stature, but what are they able to do? you got to be able to understand. you got to start, make sure you stay back, give yourself some room, get your change your launch angle so it can get over the interior lineman's hands. So some of it, you ask, why, why is that? Some of it is because he's too close to the line. He doesn't trust his pocket, so he doesn't stay deep enough to make sure he can throw over the guys that's going to jump up and kind of bat balls down because you're going to get a couple batted down, but it shouldn't be that many. It shouldn't be that many. you got to pump, get guys up, and then once they come down, you still know where you're going to go with the ball. You go a pump, guys get up, and now when they come down, now you throw. So Baker's got to mix it up and look for – that's what probably the coaches and stuff is telling him. Trust your pocket. Stay deeper in your launch, launch angle. Don't drift to the line and try to make some of these throws because you're going to get batted up. Do more pumping the ball. Pump the ball. Now guys get up on the way down. Now you go with the ball. Be interesting to see if the Niners play some games and and throw some guys cross his you know crossing his sure, face sure. throughout the game. Last week we saw that his number one receiver DJ Moore finally become a factor. Moore had been really quiet. They targeted him eleven times last week against Arizona, and he caught six balls for fifty yards. But we can't talk about Carolina's offense without talking about the former Stanford star Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he went for a hundred in week two. He went for a hundred in week three against Arizona. He was a major factor in the passing game. They targeted him nine times. He caught all nine balls for 81 yards and a touchdown. If you look at um, McCaffrey, he's very effective in the screen game. Yeah. So what is the key? And obviously you played offense. um, But from the defensive perspective, what is the key to slowing down a dynamic runner like McCaffrey, who's got great hands in the screen game, because I would imagine that's going to be a major key to victory today. Yeah, just like a year ago or two years ago, McCaffrey's the best back in football because I'm talking about the total catching the out of the backfield, catching the ball, being able to run between tackles. He's just a total. He's a he's a he's a nightmare. So you got to hit him. He's a guy that you got to hit. You got to put bodies on him. You got to hit him. You got to wrap him up, but don't let him get started. You got to make sure that you pound him. You make sure you're bumping him when before he gets out on the route. You got to make sure you knock him around, knock him off his course. But running the D lineman needs to grab him in the backfield. Don't let him get free releases. Put your hands on this guy. Make the quarterback look elsewhere. Make him just hold the ball just for a split second and try to go somewhere else with the ball. When he's the first read, you got to you got to be disruptive because you don't want McCaffrey having a free run. You don't. You want a limited amount of touches that this guy's going to touch the ball because if he touched the ball, lots of time this guy can hurt you. I don't care what team you're playing. Oh, I know. He's a big play guy for sure. He's got a, he's got breakaway speed. One interesting note on Mayfield, he is the NFL's third highest rated passer in the fourth quarter of games. So if he can get to the fourth quarter and see the finish line and maybe, you know, I think sometimes in the fourth quarter he's playing faster. Yes. I think he's a guy who benefits low from some tempo. And if he either has to, if they play with tempo, great. If he's playing from behind and he's got to play fast, it seems like that's, that's a, a style that's comfortable for him. But man, you look at Carolina offensively, the numbers, I mean, they are comically bad. They're 31st in completion percentage. They're 30th in passing yards. 31st in total first downs. 32nd in total yards per game. Um, They got maybe the best back in the game in McCaffrey, yet they rank 25th in rushing yards as a team with 385 yards. So to me, it's it's a lot about can you pressure Mayfield. It's a lot about can you stop uh, McCaffrey in the screen game. But this also on paper just looks like a real mismatch in the 49ers' favor. And maybe this is a team they can put away early. It, it really should be. And it, it's all predicated on the Niners, their mindset. We know the defense, and you got to realize there's a defense. They read this stuff. Don't think that, you know... The defensive coordinator to D.C., he got this job. Shanahan promoted him. You don't think that he's going to get whispers that this guy's going to maybe be a head coach when you're playing this type of defense? 
You don't think guys, I'm trust me, when I was playing in Baltimore, when it was Ray and, and Suggs and those guys, you don't think they talk about having a better defense, wanting to be better than the Steelers? And I was in Diego, San Diego, when I was playing with Sean Merriman, big, you know, big Mike in the middle, and you know, you got Sean Phillips and the guys that you had, Quentin Jammer and, you know, and big Jamal Williams in the middle. They were like, this was a great defense. They talk about stats. These coaches talk about stats, where they're at and where their defense is playing. And players lick their chops and like, dude, you know what we're doing? Man, they're comparing us to 85 Bears. I mean, you as a defensive players, you're looking at your chops. So they have to, the mindset, you're like, is this a game? This is a game where the Niners have to come out and set the tempo, set the tone, and offense has to do their job and don't make this a dogfight. Don't make this a knockdown. Let's drag out. Let's just make your way to the fourth quarter. No. When you're playing teams that are not as good as you, you need to go out and knock them out and don't give them any life and make your day that much more easier. Well, I mean, don't give them any, don't give them any hope. hope. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Kill, kill their dreams right kill away. Kill it right away. If that's the one thing about the 49ers against the Bears and Denver. I mean, yes, look they at the Niners. stick around. You sit there and you say, well, you know, are the 49ers going to win today? Yeah, they should. But guess what? They should have beat Chicago. Right. They should have beat Denver. They let those teams hang right. around, and then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter I got a it became a different story. And they have a chance. Right. All of a sudden, the, the crowd believes, and the team believes. And it just takes one play all of a sudden. Like you said, Larry, once it's like that, if you let a team, bad team, stick around, all it takes, one big bomb. one, And now, all of a sudden, they score just that quick. You lose. So when you let a team stick around, it only takes one play. Five minutes from now, we're gonna we're gonna touch base with JD John Dickinson. We'll get his thoughts. This is the Niners and the Panthers from Charlotte today. They play today at Bank of America Stadium. Charlotte's gonna be wearing the white. The Niners will be wearing their home reds on the road, uh, and they get a. This is the first matchup of these teams since 2019. The Panthers lead the all-time series, 13-9. Now let's talk a little bit though before we break here about Matt Rule. Uh, his Panthers have lost 10 of the last 11. He's in his third season after tw- spending 20 years in the college game. He's 11 and 26, 5 and 11 in 2020, 5 and 12 in 2021. Um, you know, you know, this guy signed a seven year, $62 million deal after the 2020 season. And if you look at the odds right now, Matt Rule is the one to two favorite over Nathaniel Hackett, over Cliff Kingsbury, and Frank Reich as the coach that's most likely to get dumped first or next mm-hmm. in the NFL. The players know this. They see this. They know the headlines. Heck, Rule knows it. I talked to four different writers this week from Carolina. They said that this is like a dominant theme around the club. Is This game could be the last game that Matt Rule coaches for the Carolina Panthers. When you know that as a player... What's the impact of that? Is there any impact at all? Uh, you know, if you know your coach is dangling by a thread, or is that just you know what? That's that's a factor, but it doesn't really impact the players and their preparation and their approach. How do you see it? Because if the Niners put one on them today, this could be it for Matt Rule. Well, it, it, I think it may be, but I think once when you're talking about a player, I've been on some teams, man, where you know in the Saints where coach quits on on the team. Been on where teams get, you know, coach get fired mid mid season, and it's going to one or two things. As a player, you got to be able to say, I can't get caught up in the noise, the ancillary things that are around me. I have to go out and do my job and play at a high level and understand what's at stake. That's my name. That's my reputation. That's I'm I'm putting tape out there for other teams to see what I'm doing. How am I going to respond? And how am I how am I going to be viewed? And as some players, they look at it as, you know, the coach, they don't respect the coach. They know the coach is calling bad plays. And you just don't feel like you're in a situation where you can win. And a lot of players do understand that, that they're in a situation where they can't win. They, they doubt the, the guy that's leading the team, the head coach. And sometimes they let that affect their play because they don't believe in the plays themselves. So now they don't execute at the level that they should be. So you have to be very, very careful as a player. Even if you know your coach is gone and you know that he's not going to be there, as a player, you owe it to your organization. You owe it to the fans to still give it your all. And so many players, they get caught up in the in the, in the minutia of it all, you know, Larry, and they they are like, this play is not going to work. Or so they're not they're not giving it all because they're not committed. And 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 so. 
it, it's, I mean, you're only going to play as hard as you can play. Yeah. You know, I, I always feel like you don't want a team when they get that first coach, when they get the new coach, because it seems like everybody's got a new lease on life. And it's like the first day of training camp. And it's like, hey, you know what? There's, you know, the coach oftentimes will walk in the room and say, guys, I don't have any preconceived notion. The depth chart is wide open. It's a new set of eyes. You guys got all have a fresh start with me. So I think that's a more dangerous situation than this. Um, but in this one, it's going to be interesting to see if Rule bust out any wrinkle that you know maybe he that he has maybe to steal a, a series, steal a you know a, a possession, maybe a fake punt, maybe you a fake to. field goal, just because you got nothing to lose. Oh, without you, a doubt, you got the worst offense. You got you going up against the best defense. If you know you when Matt Rule's sitting in the room talking to his coaches, he probably says, "Guys, we're outgunned this week." We need to steal a possession, and we're going to try to do it. So I would be Onside looking, kick, I'd be whatever. looking for that. I'd be looking yeah. for them yeah. trying to steal some possession at some point in the first half of this game. Uh, Larry, you're absolutely right. When desperate, desperate times calls for desperate measures. So when you think about what Rule is looking at, and you're talking about his coaching staff himself, it's like, I want to prolong How do I get paid more than a week? How do I keep myself in you know out of the way? It's about trying to win, and it's about making it look good. So now he's in a situation. Where he said, Guys, let's play, but let's let's throw our hair back and let's just play loose. Let's go out here, and that's his message to his team. Guys, no one's giving us a chance. We're going to take some shots. Hey Baker, we're going to turn you loose. What do you like? This is where you go to your players and try to get their insight. What do you feel like you do great? What do we want to do? And dial that stuff up. But you definitely want to steal a series. If on a punt, fourth and one, go for it. You know. Fake punt, do something, throw out, you know, throw screens, do different things. And I think that's what you have, a desperate team. So I wouldn't be surprised anything they do, Larry. Yeah, this can be a very interesting game to watch. A couple stats to know. The 49ers are 0-2 this, this, thus far this year on the road, averaging only 10 points per game. They're 2-0 at home, scoring 25 a game. They haven't lost three straight road games since 2018. And if you're thinking about betting this game today, Carolina 3-4. and Fifteen against the number in their past 18 games. All right, we'll take a timeout. Coming up next, J.D. checks in. John Dickinson will get his thoughts. The Niner reporter uh, will stop by. We'll get his thoughts. And if you want to chime in, you got a prediction on this thing you want to share with Lower Eye, uh, feel free. Bang the number. 888-957-9570. Larry Kruger, Low Neal. It's the kickoff show on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.